Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candice Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Joseph Sinkavi, author of How to Kiss the Universe, and Ms. Aida, which psychic author and tarot reader and a bunch of other things, and you can find her at www.misaida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us, and this episode is being sponsored by Ginger Glasser, and you can find Ginger at tarotbyginger.com, and she is a psychic, a medium, healer, uh, tarot reader. And uh, I highly recommend her if you're looking to find out information surrounding a specific situation or major decision. Uh, she's definitely awesome to go to. And you can find her at tarotbyginger.com. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Joshua Lewis. And he is the author of Finding Hope in the Afterlife. And he also has his own spirit communication app thanks for coming on oh thanks for having me gary so what Happy got to be here so what got you into the uh paranormal world well i was uh interested in it um over a decade ago and um my partner and i nikki um just started really watching different uh programs on tv and seeing different things on YouTube, uh, spirit boxes and EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, you know, just, uh, recorders holding mm-hmm. voice recorders and things like that. And so then eventually we just decided to get some of our own little basic entry level things and take it out to the field, uh, cemeteries and, uh, abandoned buildings and things of that nature. And we started capturing, re- uh, voices that were uh, coherent. They were clear answering us telling us names saying help me uh, the light things like that uh, you know sometimes we get it you know get out or something like that but I, I knew then that there was something very real out there um, shortly after that we started you know feeling intuitive um, feelings different things that were coming to us when we were out there you know we were talking um, to spirit through the boxes and the gear and then we would start to feel things and we would say it. And then all of a sudden we get, you know, validation through the box. And, and so that was really cool. Um, my cat's trying to jump up. Sorry. <laughs> um, and that, and that continued on until the ability just continued to grow. And then with that came better responses, better evidence, better communication. So, you know, 10 years later, here I am. Uh, I have a channel. Like you said, the book is out. Um, the app is available the free version on iOS and Android. Hope Spirit Box is free for anyone that want to try it. Um, and then I have the pro version that is coming out. And by the time I think this will air, it should be out mm-hmm. um, available, which is the pro version. And that's a, 
an online program for desktop and laptop. So it's really advanced. It's it's evolved from when I first started. Hmm. So I, I've used different, um, you know, paranormal investigation equipment, EVP stuff, ghost boxes. I've made my own ghost boxes out of transistor radios that was yep. scanned frequencies and things like that. Yep. How do you incorporate that into a phone app? Because a phone doesn't necessarily have all the abilities to scan frequencies and do things like that. So what is it that the phone is able to detect other than magnetic fields? It's a great question. So it's a great question. Um, I can only speak to my research, my research for the last 10 years. I mean, I've watched other people. I've picked up on a lot of other people's things. I, you know, you learn what to do, what not to do, other kinds of things like that. But I, all I've got is my own research. And if I do something and I experiment, then I find um, what the reality is or what I'm getting, the results are. And so I have to go off that. I used to think that the radio boxes, which of course are the first real spirit boxes, mm-hmm. Frank Sumption's the one that really created the first spirit box. And um, other than what Edison and Tesla and those other guys were working on back, you know, almost 100 years ago. But um, so it's scanning radio, like you said. And so it's at a fast rate, uh, skipping different stations. I used to personally think that the spirit was waiting or plucking, timing a word in the broadcast and using it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that that can happen where a word can come through, but that could be a false positive because you've got forward speech coming from these radios, right? They're scanning radio stations. Now, if it's, fa- if it's, if it's skipping at a fast rate, then you really shouldn't get too many words. It should just be like, it, it, you know, you're going to get very fast so I realized that it, I don't, well, I, I had a theory that it wasn't them plucking words from the broadcast, that they were taking the bits of sound mm-hmm. and forming their own, their own responses. Okay. So if that's the case, then you don't need radio. You just need sound. You need to feed them sound. And if that's the case, then I don't want any forward speaking words in my app or when I'm doing a session. Okay. So what I want is I want human sound, but no words. I want, you know, reversed, chopped up, um, uh, slowed. So just, you know, just really all gibberish. That's what I want. Okay. And the, and, and that was the theory. And so when I tested the theory, um, they used it. They turned complete gibberish into words, responses, simple one, two, three word responses yes, I'm here, or I'm okay, I love you. And I was able to get these very clear responses using errant gibber sounds. So when you're asking me, well, what is the app offering? The app has different mm-hmm. sound banks of all human sound. Now, I got an old lady, old man, middle-aged man, middle-aged woman, young, young, okay, and I got all these different sounds now, does that mean that if I pick a middle-aged man that that's who has to use it? No, of course not. We know that a woman's spirit could still come through using that sound. But um, what I find is, because I am an intuitive, I am a trained intuitive, I've been doing it, you know, like I said, for about a decade now, and um, I connect intuitively. And I, and I try to connect to the person I'm trying to connect with, unless I'm doing a random session and just asking who's there. Uh, you know, radio boxes are great for that because you're going to get a mix of all kinds of sounds. But if I'm trying to focus on one person, I'll put on a sound bank 
that is similar to what I believe that person sounds like. And I invite him to use it. And so that's, that's what we get. So that's what I think. I think that the spirit is taking gibberish and turning it mm -hmm. into speech. I've heard, you know, similar theories or similar devices that use something like that, where they, it'll, instead of using human sounds, it'll use like, you know, different forms of white noise. And that too. And that, that too. will sure. create some type of communication because it can manipulate the frequencies that are inside that white noise. Sure. Um, whatever you would call it, rate, uh, radius um, spectrum. On, on, on that spectrum, the sound spectrum, I, I would mm -hmm. say that when you're giving someone human sound, though, I think that, I, and it's just, again, my personal opinion and, and my experience is that you're giving them as close to what they would want to use. You know what I'm saying? You can get EVP or just responses through a white noise generator or something like that. You know, maybe sometimes people have, have tested doing sound banks with like frenetic sounds, like just the E, uh, oh, you know, that kind of, mm -hmm. but that doesn't work as well. You kind of need, what I found is that you need human speech, but you don't want any forward speaking words because a lot of these apps and a lot of, you know, a lot of them I don't think are very good. And I'm, I'm not saying it because I'm by, you know, you know, it, it's my app. I understand, but um, I just don't want to run a session and risk hearing something that's coming from their sound bank or either either from the radio that is not spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't want that at all. That's mm -hmm. so you know. So it doesn't use any type of um, like EMF or magnetic fields. No, no. It's it again. It's raw sound, and then what we do is we add, um, you know, a reverb. We add an echo to it, mm -hmm. and what that does is it takes a short sound wave and elongates it. Right. And so, when there's an elongated sound wave, now they have the ability; they have more of a of a canvas to work on. Let's just say, and so they can manipulate the sound easier with that reverberation, um, you know. And so that's where they can they they can imprint their their response on. So what was it that inspired you to make this app? Was it that you were finding existing technology um, not as effective and you thought you needed to fill that gap? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that I've been, you know, doing this for, like I said, that long. And, and I've been working with, I love radio boxes. I love working with my DR60 and other, you know, different recorders that I have. Um, I love EVP. I love doing all kinds of different ITC, water ITC, and all different types of uh, spirit photography. So there's a lot of cool things that I've tried doing, but I've noticed that my communication was getting, you know, better myself, and then my responses were, you know, getting better through the boxes. And um, I just kept wanting to go. I wanted, you know, more clarity. I wanted to have a more direct conversation um and and get more reliable uh you know responses so i started incorporating everything that i've ever used and learned and started putting it into the app and that's you know now we've got a pro version that's an online version and that was really the first thing that came out i mean i came out with that i worked on that with my developer friend for six seven months almost every night and then we said okay well we're going to release the device version, but we want to give that out for free. We want people that want everyone to have a chance to use this thing for free. And then down the road, we'll bring that online version back, which is kind of like the Rolls Royce of this program. And we'll bring that back 
and and we'll charge you know a modest you know five dollars or something a month or something because it's an online program you can't buy it right. that's going to be the issue so but it's a full suite it's going to have like you know it has recording features you can caption you can export clips you can slow down you can review you know you can use a couple of different effects so it's really you know it's a really neat you know program um cool. i think it's going to change the game i think you know for me it's i'm using it now in every video every session i've been doing i've been mm -hmm. posting about it and uh like i said when this airs i mean it should be you know out and and available hope hope paranormal.com you know is where people can find it you know well that's it is cool that somebody can spend five bucks a month and have a piece of equipment rather than yes. having to go and spend $500 Correct. on a piece of equipment. And they can try it out for one month. I mean, who mm -hmm. doesn't try out one streaming service for $5 a month just to get a show that they wanted to see and then they, you know, cancel or whatever. So, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that, it, you know, you'll have an opportunity and you can use it whenever you want. You know, yeah. you don't have to stay signed up you can sign back up when you want to use it again maybe you only ghost hunt a few times during the year or you want to communicate but this is this is you know a physical box is no longer needed and that's what i'm proving with with this is that you don't have to have crystals and everything else even though i love crystals i love having my you know cool little things around but you don't need that that's not what this is science this is scientific it will work um it is you know it's a research tool it should be used responsibly it's not like for entertainment purposes this is you know the real thing and uh you know someone should you know do a, a grounding meditation briefly before they do these types of sessions and, and take it seriously you know um i think that's really how it needs to be treated and um but yeah and everyone now for like you said for five bucks can have it in their home or have a piece of amazing equipment you know, to use. And, and all they need is a laptop or a desktop computer, you know? So what's the point of spirit communication to begin with? Like, why do we do this? Why do we use seances and ghost boxes and mediums and, um, well, and I mean, all these different things that we, we're, we're using to communicate with people that have deceased? That they're they're dead, you know. They're not here anymore. Non, so so yeah. so part of it, you know, figure like, well, maybe the person's dead. So, so that's it. They're done. They don't have anything left to offer the living. Why do you? What? Why do we reach out to them? And, and what is it you think that we're trying to get from them, other than well, reassurance okay. of life after death? I mean, it's another great question you're asking, Gary. And I think that the answer started with that people were first in grief. And, you know, they're missing their loved ones. So they want to know that life carries on and if their loved ones are OK. So that's what motivated people to really want to go after, you know, spirit communication. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but then at some point, you know, you may discover the, re you know, that there's something there. And it's not just about maybe contacting your loved one anymore. Now it's about really finding out some deeper truths and understanding them. And, you know, I didn't lose anyone that close to me that got me into this. I have since in the last 10 years and I've reached out to them and I've had some really amazing experiences. But, you know, it was really just me wanting to know the reality as much as it that, that I could understand. Mm -hmm. And then you hear a lot of help me's. I heard a lot of helps. And and I'm going, well, I don't know what I can do. I'm not God. I don't have, I don't know what abilities I have, but I know this. I have compassion. I have faith in a higher power. 
And I also can pray. I can do those things, right? Like I, I, that's the simple things that I can do. So I started doing that when I would go to these places and I'd hear those responses to help me. And then I turn my, my gear back on afterwards and you'd hear a lot of thank yous. I feel it. I feel the light. I feel better. You heard things like that, a lot of thank yous. And that meant a lot to me. That, that felt good. That felt like I was maybe doing some kind of, you know, otherworldly service. I don't know, other dimensional service. I don't know. Um, so now I'm getting information that's coming through the boxes that are not just, I miss you. I love you for these people that I'm doing these sessions for. But they're saying, you know, the light is stored in heaven and we help you with the light. We're helping you. We're near you. You know, the loved ones are saying this, you know, um, God's real. God is there. I'm near, I'm near him. I see him. Things like that, you know. So I think it's really helping people. I mean, you know, people have two responses, two reactions when they see my channel, my work. They say, um, holy cow, this is amazing. This is unbelievable. This is this groundbreaking kind of type stuff. Or, holy cow, is this guy a charlatan and is this some of the fakest crap I've ever seen in my life? Hmm. You know, because it's that hard to believe. And I don't right. blame them for feeling that way. Like, I, I, if I rolled up on my channel, you know, I, I would say, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, like, what is this? You know, so it, it's a tough deal. It's a tough gig to show people. Um, but I think when you cut through the skepticism and, and, and all the other stuff, uh, I try to be as transparent and answer any question, any part of my process I'm open to, to talk about, show you, I don't care, give you the free app, use it yourself, you know, all that. Um, but after all that, you know, all that is cut through, there's a lot of people that say, I really appreciate these videos. They really helped me a lot. And I really get, I didn't have as much faith, but watching you for a few years now has really helped and I, I take, I take, you know, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. I, I feel like my higher power is using me in some small way to help people. I think that's a really cool thing. So that's the point, I think, for spirit communication. Yeah, that that is cool. Um, do you think that that spirits get stuck here and can't go into the light, or they can't go on to the next realm for some reason? They get stuck in this three D dimension as a disincarnated spirit. And when that happens, like, why do you think it happens? Is it because they don't want to let go of a loved one or a family? Yeah. Or is yeah. it because they've just done something horrendously wrong and they just want to torture people for eternity? I mean, I think you kind of just nailed a few of the reasons. I think you've got people that, I mean, you know, we have free will in this life. And because we have free will, there's consequences for our actions, right? You know, we can do good things unto people and, you know, that energy will eventually come back to us, whether it's in this life or the next karma in a sense you know and 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 so hence if we're doing bad things unto other people and hurting people um you know we may not suffer in this life right we may get away with it or something but we're not going to escape the karma system and that's what i believe um and so yes so but we still have free will in the on the other side as well and so you know people that do bad kill people whatever really evil acts or something um there, I, I believe, again, just based on my research that I, I believe and based on, on the findings that I've, I've captured, that they can go to the other side and evade judgment, if you will, for a while. They can hide in the darkness. They don't have to. Um, they're not going to evade eternity because eternity is patient, right? Like it's going to get you at some point, like you can't escape it. But they're going to have to face their own karma, their own. They're going to have to feel all the stuff that they did. 
they're going to have to come to terms and deal with all of that. I don't know necessarily if um, there is a pit with fire and a guy with hooves and a pitchfork. I do believe there is a guy, an evil one. I do believe that. I just don't know if it's like a hell and all the souls are burning in it. Um, so as far as for bad people, I think that they will have to face their own judgment and deal with that. And that's going to be like a form of hell in, in a way. Um, but people that that don't want to leave a loved one, like you said, people that, you know, want to stay behind. They don't want to go into the light because they're afraid of judgment or what's up there. Um, they may have not done anything bad, but maybe they just feel like they have a lot of regret, a lot of regret, a lot of anger can keep you held back and you don't have to go into it or it may not appear the light um, right away. Um, so, I mean, I, I've heard, I've heard both sides of the story. I've heard you know both ends of it. People saying, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying in my home. I'm staying around my family, that kind of thing. And, and they're not living a bad afterlife, but they're also not experiencing all that the afterlife is, is what I, is what I'm feeling. And then the ones that do go into the light, they say they went right away or, you know, they found the light that they found some God, you know, that they mentioned God. Sometimes Jesus's name is mentioned. Um, you know, they say that it's beautiful. It's incredible. Uh, it's amazing. So you get a lot of those, you know, too. So. Do you think that when people die, everybody experience, like, like you kind of say, or answer like that everybody experiences the same thing when they pass away. Um, but as far as like religions go, do you mm -hmm. think that there's one religion that is correct and all the others are wrong? No, I think all the religions are right to the core. And I think at the core of all religions, um, love is really the core of it. When you, when you strip away all of man's, you know, what it, it you know, what they have imposed onto it and tried to, uh, manipulated uh, the system. But if you look at like, if someone, you know, was raised following Krishna, if someone was raised following Buddha, if someone was raised following Jesus, Allah, um, it doesn't matter. It's all leading back to the same source. Um, the unmanifested divine mother, father, father, mother, whatever you want to call it. And that energy is everywhere and everything. So it's kind of a tough, I know it's kind of hokey and kind of hippy dippy, but the fact is, is that that is, that is the reality. I mean, the whole point of this life is to self-realize that we are part of the divine and to show compassion and help others um, along the, along the process, but to realize that, you know, to seek our higher power and, and, and self-realize. And, you know, some people take multiple lives to do that. Some people take you know, a, a shorter amount of time to do that. Um, you know, and, and, but so anyone that followed any of those other Mahavatars, if you want to call them, or those enlightened ones will get to the same source because even an atheist, even an atheist that, that doesn't believe in, let's say a Jesus Christ or a guy in the sky with a beard and, you know, whatever the heck, you know, like doesn't believe in God period. I mean, whatever. Okay. If they live with love in their heart and they are doing good unto others, they're compassionate, they care, they're trying to improve themselves, they will have a better chance at getting into heaven, if you will, or meeting the higher power than the guy that attends church on Sunday and acts like he's very devout, but really doesn't live with any of that love. He's more judgmental. He's more, 
you know, he gossips, he's, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think that, I think that's the message that even Jesus Christ would say, but a lot of people don't want to, you know, as a Gnostic, I think that's what he would say, because that's, it's all compassion, all love, doesn't care. It's not about religion. It's not about that. You know, even in the gospels of the lost gospels of St. Thomas that, you know, were found near where the uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls were. And he talks about, you know, Jesus's words that, um, what does he say? He says, break a twig, I am there, lift a stone, I am underneath it. And he was saying, I'm everywhere. You know, the Father is everywhere. You know, the God, you know, the source is everywhere. You don't have to be in church to, to you know, to worship. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I believe that. I kind of go by the idea that we're living inside God's dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he, he's, I, I think Absolutely. somehow something in the universe became conscious. Absolutely. And then it said, you know what? Why am I conscious? And the only way I could figure out why it's conscious is to run through every probability. Sure. And we Absolutely. are one of those part probabilities. Of, we're part of that simulation. Yes. We're part of that. We're part of that simulation. You know, you know, computers run simulations to try to figure out the outcomes, and we, we you know, we're part of that. Um, and you know, the mind works like a like a like a complex computer, and we're probably in the mind of 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 god you know i mean we are everything every you know he's everything everywhere but um yeah i mean you know you can even go one step further and say that when that unmanifested consciousness became aware or you know however that source became aware um it sent it sent out little points of consciousness which is what we are Mm-hmm. And it gave us free will to go experience itself, it, you know, the universe, the multiverse, whatever you want to call it, right? And then that source is now hoping, wanting probably us to return to it. But we have to kind of make that ascension on our own. He, it can't say, if I'm a loving higher power, I can't just make you all love me make me love myself or whatever you got to come back to me then if you if i gave you truly free will then you'll have to make your way back to me on your own hmm. and i think that that's what we're in the process of isn't that a weird idea like there's a god a consciousness that is uncertain about itself just like we are uncertain about ourselves waiting for us to return to say okay you're good uh, right how freaking awesome is that it's weird. It's crazy. I think it's. I think that's amazing, man. I mean, how weird is it that we're on a rock, freaking hurling at ten thousand miles per hour or whatever the hell it is? I mean, it's insane, man. You know, mm-hmm. and here we are having a podcast interview on a <laughs> on a hurling rock, man. It is. It's wild. It is wild that we actually exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think um, when when you're doing spirit communication? Um, do you think that you're only communicating with human spirits or do you think no. um, that you also communicate with uh, demonic spirits, angelic yeah. spirits, elementals, plants? I, I, I'll get some negative stuff sometimes. It's really rare. It's like 10% or less of the time I'll get something negative. Um, and when I do, it's more like a troll on Facebook, you know, some guy that just won't leave you alone in the comments. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really kind of what it's like for me when I'm getting someone negative. I don't believe I'm getting, um, you know, the, the majority of the messages are all positive and helpful and, you know, really positive, beautiful things. So I think it's a really, you know, a really good thing. And that's why I've always felt that intuitively. Um, there have been some times that I've 
I've captured responses about aliens, about ETs. Um, I've captured, uh, you know, quite a few of, of spirit talking about them saying, you know, we've seen aliens or there were spirits on spaceships. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some really interesting things that are being talked about um, on, on the box. And I'll tell you this, that it's very interesting that I find um, when you watch my sessions, I, you know, I use a night vision camera a lot of times while I'm doing it. And of course, you know, a lot of people try to film orbs with their phone. They turn on the flash and they rustle up the, the pillows and the blankets. And then all of a sudden you see this wave of, mm -hmm. of dust coming flying by and they go, look at all the orbs, you know, and I, I get that. So, you know, you got water vapor, you got bugs, you got dust, you got all those factors that when you're, you know, to, so it is kind of rare, but when you're watching a ball of light enter a picture in slow motion and then go up and shoot out of my head or fly in and enter uh, my box or something, you know, that's not dust or a bug, you know? And so, um, these, these light anomalies, if you will, um, you know, look very familiar to almost how some of the UAPs travel, um, some of the UFOs travel and stuff, you know, it's like these balls of light. And so there's just something interesting about that. I know that there's a, what I believe to be the souls that are entering when I'm doing my sessions, mm -hmm. they're entering the box, they're connecting with me, which I'm letting them in that moment do. Um, so I've, you know, I've, I've heard some real confirmation about the existence of ETs. There's absolute connection between extraterrestrials and consciousness. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with like the CE5, I am. Stephen Greer. I, and... In fact, I, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because when you listen to CE5 or that type of meditation and what to do, that's exactly for, for the most part, which I didn't even know I was doing this certain type of grounding meditation that I do and a visualization meditation. And I do that and I have all my clients do that before a reading or a session. And then I heard part of the CE5 meditation and I went, holy cow, that's like what I'm doing to connect with the spirit. So if I'm doing that to connect with the spirit, of course you can do that to connect with, with ET, alien life form, you know, whatever, intelligent life on the, you know, mm -hmm. other dimensional, whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a guest on regularly, Preston Dennett, and he has been a part of the CE5 with, with Stephen Greer. And, yeah. and he had told He's me- He's got some of the best footage. And he told me a technique to do. I had never seen a UFO before, but I, I, I tried it. And I saw a UFO. So I, I'm 100% sure there's a connection between our consciousness and ETs. Because I think maybe ETs somehow have figured out a way to traverse space and time oh, using have. consciousness rather than using a physical ship. If you, I just saw this, I just saw this TikTok and it showed like they were like from New York or like to go around the world, what it would look like if you traveled at the speed of light or something like that, you know, and it was like four frames. It was like, ch -ch -ch -ch. like, you know, you were just, and they were like, we're going to slow down the four frames. And it showed like over the ocean in Australia at one point, da, 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 da. but it was like thought. It was like thought. It was like thinking of a place and then you're there. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what they're doing. Like you just said, I think that, I think that that's what I have to do to connect to spirit. I have to visualize them. I have to think of them. They're there. And then you see them coming in. It's really amazing. It's like a call. It's like a phone, a soul call. Mm -hmm. And I think the soul, I think when you're doing that, that exercise, like the CE5 exercise or whatever, and then you look up and all of a sudden you've got some kind of 
light like orb, uh, you know, but really high up in the sky and it's moving, it's stopping, it's doing something that, you know, it's independent. There's something, you know, kind of intelligence there and it's not a drone. You you, you just made a, a soul call, a mental phone call, man. It, yeah, it, it's really awesome. It and, is. you know, one thing like this faster than the speed of light is the speed of thought. And, and scientists have even proven that through you See, know, using even, tests yeah. in like quantum physics. That's 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 a great point. You know what I'm saying? I just think of it as like light. The speed of light is like the speed mm -hmm. of thought. But you are correct. I mean, I've heard that before is that it's faster. How did they clock that? How? how <laughs> I, tell me the results. No, I hear you. It has to do, though, with um, like you have they, they, they split a particle and they separate it, you know, one side of the world and the other. And since oh, and since, since since when you when you do that though, if you do one something to one particle, the other one will react. That's so, why. so they were okay. able to time what... that. Like like there was no it was impossible for them to time it because the reaction was instantaneous. Isn't so, that what they just? So did either the either Prize? either speed of thought is faster than the speed of light, or there's no such thing as time separation period. or separation. It's that we're all like that. It's it's you know it's not it's not local. The universe isn't local. Mm -hmm. or that it, right. And that's what the Nobel Peace Prize, I think, was just, you know, I think they were just, or that was about. But that's that string theory. I mean, you know, yeah. the splitting of, yeah, and and the second that that one rotates, the other one simultaneously rotates. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I find that, like, fascinating how, oh, it's how that's possible. And, it's amazing. And, and I also find it fascinating that, that, you know, yogis, you know, like thousands of years ago, knew how to use their consciousness to, to do things – I, my, one of my favorite books of all time. Love it's it. My guru. That I'm is that man. is the book. I, I practice Kriya yep. Yoga. Yeah, Yogi, Yogananda. Yep. He is uh, the lineage man. It's on the wall. I, I I became a member of the Self Realization Fellowship, and you know Steve Jobs. I mean, he made sure there were yes. 500 copies at his funeral. George Harrison made sure to give these out as and 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 I would. I mean, I wrote a book and I love my book. You know, I'm just very grateful for, for, for my book. But I would say that that even that I would say, please read my book. I would mm -hmm. say, read this book first. This is I, the more important book, clearly. And I, you know what I mean? And it's no ego at all. It's just about this is because what happened was, is that I found him, you know, when the, when the student's ready to teach your peers, you know, and so around 18, I found him. But I already had been doing this research a while. And um, when I started reading it, I found that what he was talking about was validating mm -hmm. what I was finding in my research. So that's how I knew that he was right. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to take the guy's word for it. I mean, I was like, and he says that. He says, don't just take our word for it. Put it to the test. Yeah. You know, really try our, you know, you shouldn't just read the books you got to live experiential you have to have it you know experiences you know so yeah anyone that doesn't have this book should have this book yeah, which is autobiography of a yogi, of a yogi. yeah, yeah. It, it is interesting too because he came to america and one of the things that he was working with was um and it never got finished which was that immortality machine was he working on that yes I mean, he, that he, he was a part of that I don't. I, I watched Awake, and of course, I've read all, most of his books. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, yeah. If you watch, I, I have that guy who, who who created it. I'd have to look it up. Oh, I would you. love for you but, to. But, say but, it, but, but if you but if you read it. about it, you'll see that that Yogananda and some of his followers were were involved 
was trying to build that immortality machine, which now is like mostly used for sounds and acoustics. But sounds and acoustics has everything to do with what we're Gary, talking about. You know, that's a really in- <laughs> that's really interesting. You think you know something, and then all of a sudden someone drops something else on you. That's pretty interesting because you know what? Um, I'll, I just I'm going to have to really do some research on that because I you know. When I found him and I was reading this and I was really just oh, deep into the book and the experience and of, of and I was feeling him every day around me, you know, mm-hmm. it was just really powerful. Now, he talks about in his book that, you know, what like, you know, students were worried about when, you know, uh, when the guru dies, what are we going to do? And he says, don't worry. He goes, the guru will still be there on yeah. this other side to be able to help you just as much, if not more than when they were alive. And all that sounds great, right? But mm-hmm. how are we to really test that theory? You know, how do we know? I mean, you know in your own personal experience, but I'm when I'm doing my sessions and I'm reading the book, you know, and then later that night or those nights I had sessions with people and clients and things, they were talking, they're like, they were, spirits were saying, you know, Yogananda's here, you know, Paramahansa. And then the voice came through. And so it, it sounds like multiple times that he came through wow. even using his own voice. And I have videos on it on my channel. And of course, they're like the least watched because people like more of the well-known uh-huh. people that I ask for and stuff. But that's the most important session to me because mm-hmm. that's the real proof. That's what we want to know. That are we getting that help from the other side? Were those words true? And he proved it. So now you're telling me that he was working on some kind of machine, working with sound. And I was wondering, I said, I wonder why Yogananda would want to come through. Why would he want to, you know, I mean, of course, I'm grateful for him. And I would always thank him every day that he came through. But now maybe that makes a little bit more sense. Let me see if I can look this up really quick. I can't believe Immortality that. Machine. You just opened up another in, uh, door. I know it's in California. Yeah. The guy who did my um, my intro and outro, yeah, he went there and spent a night inside this thing. A and night there, inside of the ashram or the self realization fellowship? Or the, what? No, the uh, immortality machine. Are you serious? Yeah, so it's, it's an actual it's, thing that's there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And are you telling me that this thing resonates at a certain hertz, like a certain frequency? Yes, it's all based on sound. That's why he went there. He did some recording inside of it. I wonder what the frequency is. Uh, oh my gosh, if you tell me uh, something here, even close to what I'm thinking. Here is dedicated research station. Oh yeah, the guy's name was George Van Tassel. Okay, hold on. I gotta write this down real quick. Hold on. George Van, what's the last name? Tassel. T-A-S-S-S-E-L. T-A-S-S-S-E-L. T-A-S-S-E-L. Okay, George good. Van Tassel. Okay, good. And it's the Immortality Machine? Yeah, yeah, that's what they call it. Immortality Machine. Wow, this is interesting. How have I not heard about this? This is crazy. It's just one of those weird things that... Well, no, because this is the thing, though. In my book, I talk about... Okay, so I was given a design intuitively back in 2014. Here's the design. Well, let me show you the picture of the immortality machine. Look. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Gary, listen to me. Yeah, it's the same. How crazy is that? How what crazy? What are you doing, buddy? What are you doing, man? You're trying to build something. What? Oh, my gosh. What the heck is that? Uh, That's exactly like the life piece. How many windows on the, each side is that? How many windows around that building, I wonder? Uh, I got 14 of these holes, one, and they two, all mean three, something. Four, five on the top. So I'm going to have to say probably 10 or 12 on the top. Yeah, I got 14 windows. 14. I don't know. Oh, but my I'm sure gosh. if we, I'm sure if I Google it and do more research, we can find out. And then, like oh. the center part is actually spins. This part was oh supposed to spin gosh. here. You're blowing my mind. When I got this design and I carved it out of wood myself because I got the design intuitively, right? Mm -hmm. I felt like this thing was supposed to spin at one point. Yeah, yeah. That's but what I this, didn't know. The center axis axis spins. Okay. But I nope. captured a picture. Check this out. Oh, you're you're gonna you're not gonna. I don't know if I'll be able to show you this, man. I captured a picture of a cloud. I looked up and I I captured a picture of a cloud. Mm -hmm. And in the cloud, oh, you're not gonna be able to see it, but down here is a design, and it looks like the circle with a circle in the middle. I see oh, you're it. Not gonna, you see it? Yes, I see it. And it looks like the life piece. I call it the life piece. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the design. And it's yeah. just this crazy thing. But so the whole thing about this is this. Oh, God, this is crazy. Gary, hold on. I didn't know I was going to have this kind of interview tonight. Hold on. <laughs> Check this out. Okay. So there's a lot of significance to the 14 points. Okay. There's a 14-point star that marks the spot where Jesus is supposedly born. And it goes mm -hmm. on. There's a number of different things. But it's a star-like design. But one day I was, I was, so I belong to this group in Facebook called Cymatics and they study the, you know. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things too that I think is connected with this is the Cymatics oh of it. Oh my God. Because that's why Check it works out. with sound. So yeah. now this is Cymatics and this mm -hmm. is a frozen sound wave. And so what it is, this is the design. But what this guy would did was freeze the design into mm -hmm. ice. That's but cool. look at what that, what the hertz that made that. 111. Huh. 111 is known as the holy frequency. So if you go one step further, that so it's making this design. Mm -hmm. It made that design, right? Okay. And it's the holy frequency. So then I go a little further and I look up what about the holy frequency. And check this out. There are several ancient megalithic sites all over the world that resonate frequencies be, uh, between 95 hertz and 120 hertz. The Maltese hypogeum, an ancient temple carved out of rock, carved from rock some 11 meters underground dates back to 3500 bc this temple was not only built to serve as a sacred place for spiritual practice but also to resonate at exactly 111 hertz but why when an extensive study was done on ancient architectural acoustic resonant patterns and brain activity the frequencies 110 between 110 and 112 had a unique effect on the brain the brain's activity lowered and moved from the prefrontal cortex, deactivating the language center and temporarily switching from left to right side dominance. This is the most highly evolved part of the brain responsible for intuition, creativity, empathic perception, and self-conscious awareness. So, dude, <laughs> whole, I mean, my mind is being blown. That is, I have a whole... Gary, thanks for thanks for 
Thanks for being the deliverer of that message, man. <laughs> no problem. You might have been the missing link. <laughs> you might have been the missing link that I needed, man. You just sh- how crazy is that that I just showed you that design? You yeah. said, "Oh, well, let me show you the top of that building." <laughs> oh my! No wonder yeah. that's in, in, in Van Tassel in, in, in Yoga Down. That was definitely a part of that. Oh, he might have just opened up another door. You guys are clever. Wow. I got I got my my gurus on Jesus yeah. and the gurus, the lineage <laughs> on the wall. And I look at them often and go, you know, what are you guys thinking? What's happening here? You know? Oh, there's Holy definitely God. something to to all this because you know, the other thing like with, with sound that interests me is, you know, like monks use chanting. And, right. and, and in a way when they do it in a temple. It works similar to what we use, like a binaural beat. Absolutely, you know, and even like in, in in like Catholic churches and stuff like that, they're all built to create sound to to reverberate sound yes. into yeah, right. So there's a there's definitely a connection between the sound and our connection to spirituality. Every I mean, nothing is a solid. Everything is, is, you know, I mean, it's energy, it's vibration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it is. So, I mean, the fact is, is that that is amazing, though. I can't, I, I can't just get off that. I have to really, like, I have to process that for a second. Because what I found was interesting was that this piece, when I was given this design and the story and how that came about is just mind-blowing, right? Um, I didn't know what this had. And then so so how, year, how did you get the design? Oh, man. Are you sure you want to hear the story real quick? Yes, I want to hear it. Okay, all right. I mean, we're on this topic, so. <laughs> no, I know, but it's it's mind-blowing, and it's really weird. It's crazy. Okay, so when Nikki and I, my partner, were first experimenting with the devices back in those fields, and we didn't know what was going on, I, I found a medium that I was, you know, friends with. I knew through a mutual friend. And so I didn't know much about mediums. I didn't know what to think. So I had her come out with us to locations that we already had been. And I already had captured names and things. So I kind of had like an understanding, but I didn't tell her anything. And just kind of to test her. And she started to just get names on her own that were things that I got. And, and so um, she started to do these channelings and I'd be running my boxes at the same time and I'd go back and listen after and you'd hear some of the same words coming through the spirit box that she was saying or it would come through right before Mm -hmm. the spirit box and then she'd say it but she couldn't hear anything coming through the box so you knew that she was channeling something that was accurate and it was these messages were very powerful and then sometimes she said that there was this very high level angel named Jay that would come through and he always had this amazing mess i mean these you could just feel these amazing messages right and after a couple months she said i listen i want to tell you something and i said okay you know and she said it's going to be weird if i you know i just i don't know how you're going to react but she goes i believe that angel that i'm channeling i believe that's jesus i believe that that he's he's coming through and i go you know, like that was like a tough one to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that was hard for me. And, and so, but I kind of tested it. I went home and prayed and to him only. And then I went like a couple of days and I'd see her again and she'd have a message from him and she, and he would say, like, I felt your prayer. And he would say something, you know, that only uh-huh. I would know. So there was some really interesting things going on. 
And one day I wanted to test him kind of in a way. I mean, I wanted to test Jesus. And I was sitting there having coffee with her. And I said, you know, I want to ask Jesus, if that's him, I want to ask him something. I said, I know that he was a craftsman. He was a carpenter when he was alive. But what else did he make? Like, what else did he do? Um, and, and so she, you know, brought him through and just like she would do a reading and she was getting, and he said, or the messages were, you know, I used to make tables and chairs and the yoke for the oxen. And I would do some other things he said, but I used to also make a little spiritual, like a little keepsake for people. Um, and I said, well, what was this keepsake? I went, I went to Sunday school my whole life. I went to Catholic school, never heard you making keepsakes for people, you know, and he says, I could show you, would you like to see the design? And she's channeling this, you know, not in a trance like channeling, but she's just, you know, getting it like a medium would. Yeah. And, and, and she says, well, okay. She goes, can I just draw this design then? Are you going to guide my hand or what? And he says, yes, I will. And she got up and she got a pen and paper. And this was a very like kind she lived very poor, very like, she didn't, very modest, you know, like, but I was always skeptical of everyone and everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it, what's the deal here? And so she starts drawing this design and she's just like, you know, I'm not going to draw it out, but she's drawing the design. And, and then as she's drawing the design, she's saying, she goes, okay, he's describing, he goes, the top dot is the, is source is God, if you will, he mm -hmm. says, right. And he says, the lines that run away from God are fear. And they run us to 14, our 14 outer qualities, which is fear, shame, guilt, anger, lust, all these outer qualities. And when we get into those outer qualities, we start running in the ring of fear, round and round in those. But there's 14 inner qualities, love, peace, joy, bliss. And they go on. I can't name them all right now. But they all point back to the source and that's what brings us back to God. But he says, it's not just a flat piece. I did these for people to have as a, as a keepsake, but he says, it's, it's a, it's a dome shape. It's like this. It's like, th that's the design. So we're, we're in the source, but then we, we descend down through fear and we can run around the ring of fear yes. and the outer qualities. But then to ascend back, we have to go back to our inner qualities, which are the God qualities, right? And that will bring us back up. And that was this design. And as far as he goes in, he goes, he goes, this design holds my whole word, he says. Now he says, he said that he goes, he goes, it holds my word. But the word is also a vibration. It's not just the scripture or whatever you want to call it. It's not just, which it does. It holds his whole teaching. It's everything you need to know in this one design. Mm -hmm. But he says the word and he says that in a way, and you know, Jesus, the way he spoke, he had all their meanings behind also what his, there was a top meaning, but there mm -hmm. was another meaning behind it, right? It was a Gnostic. And, and so, you know, I knew there was more that was going to be revealed about this design. And that's when I eventually saw the cymatics. I started scouring and looking, you know, I saw the 14 point star in Bethlehem over in this temple where it supposedly marks the point where, you know, how do we know that's where he was born, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So there were some, some significance to the 14 and the star um, and this design, but there was no design like this anywhere. I didn't see it. I mean, I, I, I protected it just cause I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I give it out. I mean, it's not like I sell it for, for, you know, for money, but I mean, it's, it's, it's this amazing design, but it continues to show itself. And, and so that's how it came about. And, 
And unfortunately, this picture, I can't really show you that well, but if you could see a digital version, which it is on my, I think, uh, a couple places, it's in my book, you can really see this design in the clouds. And that's what blows my mind, is this unnatural design showing up in the clouds. Mm -hmm. And and so there's, so there's more to it. But um, I didn't know where else to go with it other than that I walk around and this is made of olive wood pruned from trees that were 2,000 years old, you know, and I walk and you and you walk around with it, you hold it, you remember what it is, you put your finger on the dot and you hold it, but it's a lot more to it. I even purchased, um, I have, I have the 111 frequency uh, tuner. Uh -huh. You can put, you know, put it on your head and and it's an amazing, you know, to really run that vibration, that resonance through that frequency through your body is, is really amazing. But that's the story. And of course, I don't, you know, shove that story down people's throats because people are, you know, a little standoffish to to the name Jesus sometimes. It's just it's like you can't even I feel like you can't even almost talk about the real Christ because people have you know, mucked it up so much with him. You know, I have a shirt that has a picture of him and he says, and on the bottom, it's got a quote that says, I never said that because I think that's like, how many times would this guy have to say, I never said that. I, never well, said I, that. I, I believe like, like Yogananda mentions that like Jesus and Krishna and he was and, the, and, one of and, the biggest proponents and, of Christ. And they, were, they, were, they were all the same consciousness. Correct. And he, and that's why this guy didn't belong to a religion. Mm -hmm. He talked about the science of communicating with God. That's what I want to know. Don't talk to me about your beliefs. I want to know about what works. What's your experience with the higher power? What's your experience that works for you? You know? Um, and so that's why this guy was all about the science of communicating. And I think that's why him and I have hit it off so well in a way, because that's how I believe. That's mm -hmm. how I feel. And then I'm also reaching thousands, some, you know, hundreds of thousands of people at times with some of these videos and people are seeing some of this work and, and I'm, I'm going, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not like just a heaven or hell or just like hell and, 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 you know, people that commit, you know, or, or take their own life, they all go to hell. It doesn't work that yeah. way. It's not like that. You know, uh, God doesn't hate gay people. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you that, but you know, he loves everyone. We're all his creation. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I think that trying to dispel that stuff and really spread the message of real love, man. Yeah, like, real love. You know, like we just which, love each other. Know, I mean, like, life should not be that difficult, man. It should just be a big freaking party is what it should be. <laughs> well, what is, I mean, listen, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? No. It's simple, but it's not easy. Not easy at all. It's not easy at all because we trip ourselves up because we're so ego. We're we're we're, we're ego driven and we're we're far away from the source and um the mind is and, far and, away and, from and we the live source. in a dense form of consciousness. Dense. Very it's dense. so dense that it works so hard to get you to forget your divinity on a daily moment by moment basis. The phones are meant to do it. Entertainment. The the system. You know, uh, you know, Yogananda talks about what the tree of, you know, like, you know, eating, you know, Adam and Eve and the whole yeah, story. Yeah, about, eating the, the, the knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it's the, the brain is the roots. And if you look at the nervous system and you take away the flesh and, the, and all the other stuff and you've got this brain connected to a spinal cord that has all the different, you know, uh, 
all the nerves that extend out. And if you flip that nervous system over, it looks like a tree. And so to, you know, to eat the fruit off the tree is mm-hmm. to live in the five senses, you know, to be only in the, you know, the taste, the smell, the touch, the sight, you know, uh, the hearing, right? And then, but when we internalize, we go within, that's when we, that's when we stay within the, you know, like, you know, he talks about the, the spinal cord is the way of the Lord, because that's like, that's the, that's the highway, you know, and, and, and you'll see a lot of times in my sessions, these spirits going, or these orbs, you know, going right out the top of my head, sometimes right out the white patch mm-hmm. of my hair and they'll go right out. And that's, you know, I mean, they'll, and they're entering in. So it's like, there's even, this is just a vessel, man. You know what I'm saying? I think I have a party inside my my vessel. Sometimes I invite my spirit friends and my soul, and they're all hanging out. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's wild. I I really everyone goes outside to look for for the answer, and we've all heard got to go within, man, right? But it's true. That's why they say it because I I remember I when right after Anthony Bourdain um, died, um, I was reaching out to him asking for him and I was getting some just some of the most powerful communication I've ever received and you know can I say it was Anthony Bourdain for sure no of course I can't no one can you know no one can say for sure but you know I'm I I feel very confident that you know that it was the answers were very powerful and they lined up but I was having to really go within and travel the universe but I have like going within to do it and I really noticed that that was the portal, that I was the portal to, I was the key, like it was, you know, the doorway to, to the universe. So it wasn't outside of me. It was like, it was within, you know, that really showed me a lot. Uh, but you know how many times I've forgotten that when having to pay my bills or dealing with my kids or <laughs> whatever else. I, I forget it probably 95% of the time. Right. But if we can remember it just a little few times, maybe, you know, each day. Mm-hmm. There's hope for us, you know. I, I agree completely. It's interesting too. I was a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. Oh my god, I love the guy. Plus, I love the guy. You know, old punk rocker. Gotta love him. Oh man, he was just—he did all the things that I just—I really loved what he what he what he was doing, what he did with people, how he lived his life. You know, I mean, how he just—I I don't know. I just you know, and so when I was communicating, asking for him. I, I, you know, there's only a few, I felt some great connections. I've asked for a lot of people and I've, I mean, it's very rare that I don't get anything there that nothing comes through, but, um, there's a few that I've asked for that just don't leave my psyche, you know, and, and he's one of them. I, I just, I really, it's almost like I connected with him. I felt like I did like he does with some of the people on his show and he would really sit down and it was just them and they would, he would listen to what they had to say and they listened to him, you know, it was a real experience. So I don't know. I think it's pretty amazing. It is amazing. I'm still blown away by this. <laughs> George Van Tassel thing. I am. <laughs> I am absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you can't fake that kind of stuff because again, like I said, you're telling me something and you're going, I'm going, wait a minute, Yogananda and sound and acoustics. And then all of a sudden I hold this design up and you, Darn, hold up that design, and it is the same exact thing with sections and holes, but mm-hmm. windows at the bottom. And that thing is supposed to spin. And early on, right after carbon, as I said, I told my friend, I said, I don't know why. 
I said, maybe I can put this on my spirit box. I said, but I think I need to put it where it spins. And I said, I think when it spins, it's going to create some kind of vortex or some kind of like energy field. I don't know how it's going to do it or what, but I said, I, you know, and he kind of was like, yeah, try it, man. You know, kind of like whatever, but I never really did. But if I just think the connection with him is mind blowing because sometimes I, you know, some people are like, you know, oh, what you do with the boxes. It's like, I know you believe in God, but like, this is so against them. And I'm like, it's not, it's no. not, it's, it's amazing science. It's a beautiful thing. And if you're doing it with the right intentions and you have love and light in your heart, you're going to get some beautiful things like I've been getting. Um, but you know, you have moments where you're like, oh, what, what, what Yogananda would actually think of it altogether. But I knew he was a scientific man because, you know, everything he tells you about in this book, he cites references, he shows you sources. I mean, mm -hmm. he, you know, he gives you the real deal, um, you know, so it's well, not like he's. And Van Tassel is also really interested in some of the other names that you mentioned, the makers of the spirit box, like Tesla and yes. Edison and, and yeah. all those. Van Tassel was like, you know, those were the people that he looked up to. I've never heard of him. So that's a real eye opener for me. I'm excited to really dive down this rabbit hole once I get off with you, you know, because this I think I think you really I don't know, man. I think you really just opened up a, a serious door. I don't know when I would have found this out. Who was going to tell me this? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like kind of looking around, going, "Oh man, thank God for Gary coming right. through tonight with this." Almost one, 500 episodes, I've never had this happen. Really? Yeah, that's that's something else, dude. I'm I'm I've done a lot of interviews already, and and um, I've had some really cool things that people have told me that you know new stuff as I was sharing about it as like a almost like an ignorant guy sharing that this is what happened and they go, Oh, you know, I, I know about this or this and they'll tell me about it. But this is definitely, I was just thinking, I was just thinking probably two days ago and I said, I wonder when my next life piece discovery is going to come. So I guess I must've felt it coming or something. I didn't know where it was coming from or what, because when I say that I found out the hurts thing, I found out the, you know, the, then there was the cloud thing. And then there was a, like each thing, there's a bunch. And I, I list it all in my book. Like it's all in my book, you know, and, 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 um, but I'm going to have to like either write a second book or make an amendment to mine because I, I think that I, I don't, you know, we're, we're missing a big section now of this because with what you just told me. And I, I, I don't know what to say. So I can't believe that I said, here, look at this. And you go, oh, here, let me show you. <laughs> and I, when you showed it to me, man, I'm going, what? I would have never found that. Right. How did you find that? How, how did you hear about George Van Tassel? Because I didn't hear about this in the Awake mm -hmm. um, documentary. So uh, the first time I heard of him was an episode of Ancient Aliens. Okay. And I think even in that episode, they, they mentioned the connection with him and Yogananda. Do they really? Okay. And I've seen a bunch of Ancient Aliens. I never saw that one. Yeah. It's, it's an older one. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you have like, I think Netflix, you might be able to find it. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Um, and then, you know, after seeing that episode, I got really curious about it and about sound. So I, I had also interviewed, you know. A friend of mine who has been there, who did my intro and outro, the, it's all oh, by right, Earl Beats. Right, right. So, okay. so you know, he told me about it, and I've interviewed 
Because the, the connection between sound and spirituality and sacred geometry and the cult and UFOs and angels, all this stuff is connected in my in my it mind. It absolutely is. It's all and connected. Anyone that, and anyone that compartmentalizes it is really just putting these blinders. They're, they're putting themselves in a box. You know, you got to get out of that. And you know what's interesting about this is that a lot of these discoveries and a lot of these awakenings, even with my own ability and with with um, Nikki's ability, because she has an intuitive ability too, that came about when we started getting into this. Mm-hmm. And she even worked for a major uh, psychic hotline and did very well. And you know, we both did. Um, but um, it all co- it's been coming. It comes around th- like in December. A lot of it's like in December. It's very interesting. I wonder, and here we are, you know, a few days of, uh, before Christmas Eve. Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, I mean, this is going to air in whenever, February, but this is, uh, this is mind-blowing, man. I'm going to have, I'll definitely be sharing with you more about what what I find because uh, I'm going to have to. Yeah, you have to keep me updated. Oh, my God, I will. I'm, I'm, hoping, I will. I'm hoping I I'll made a new friend on. today. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. I'll come back on and we'll talk about it because. Wait till my patrons or my subscribers, followers hear about this. This is going to be, I mean, again, to me, it's a big deal. I think to some, what I think is a big deal to other people is not always. I know because some people are just looking for the paranormal spirit. That's what I know, but I'm not. I'm going. I want to go deeper. They're not looking for you know a connection to the ultimate source of reality. That's what I want, right? That's That's what what I I want too. And I mean, like, and I've followed all these paths. You know, I've done paranormal investigation i've you know doing psychic stuff and remote viewing and tarot cards and cults and seances and you know ce5 i've done it all (laughs) yeah and you had and you had results with with some of these things oh almost all of them have yield some type of result absolutely right Right. but you know at some point though i mean he says it's like you know you got to find yeah what they're, they're, you feel, and then you got to just stick with it and just go with it because he's like, all of these roads are going to lead us to the same mm-hmm. highway. But you know what I'm saying? It's uh, so right. that's why I'm just like, I'm, I'm just every day, I'm, I'm, I'm a Kriya band. I mean, it takes me like almost an hour and a half to do my full Kriya, you know? It's like the, the, the supernatural aspects of it are a side effect, they are. And he says that in his book too. That, that things like levitation and biolocation, all that is a side effect. Don't don't be don't get Chasing wrapped up in don't phenomenon. get wrapped up in I that. Know. You know, it's, it's a, true. And that's why when he makes those comments, I go, "Oh no, am I like really?" You know, like I kind of have a moment of like, "Oh, am I?" But no, I don't believe I am. I think that I've just been allowed to do this in a way that I'm going to be able to share it with people to help awaken people to the reality of it I, I don't you know if i was just looking for the answers i mean i i people ask me like well what should i do to do this if i wanted to do this kind of like spirit communication or whatever like what what's like your best advice you know people ask me that sometimes you know or something and i'll say i wouldn't do any of this until i had a working connection with a higher power mm-hmm. If you're doing it to try to see if there's a higher power, okay, I understand, but you're going to get a lot of different things going on. Um, anytime that I'm doing my work and I'm getting a little confused on a response or something's kind of, you know, it's not making sense to me, I pause, I stop, and I turn to my higher power. And that's really what I 
preach to people in a way. I really kind of say, listen, go to God first or your your understanding of a higher power. That doesn't mean you have to follow my God or a religious God or any of that crap. We're just talking about, you know, go to the source and ask for the source and say, you know, source, God, Buddha, Allah, Jesus, whatever you want. You want to use a Mahavatar, an enlightened person. You can do that and it, you, it, it will help you greatly. Um, but that's where you need to be. And if you want to then experiment and you want to explore with some of this stuff, you want to reach a loved one, that's all good. But mm. I think if you go into the wilderness, you know, without a guide or without some kind of gear in a way like a flashlight and, you know, some other you know prep stuff, I think um, you're kind of asking for, I'm not saying demonic possession and things like that. I think it's more just that you're going to be too susceptible to, to, to be fearful of things. Um, if you're, if you're not, you know, I feel very protected and I think because I feel very protected, I am protected. You know, I feel like I have that protection. Um, but so I don't know. Anyway, that's what I think. I think that you really need to have a working beginning relationship with the source before you start doing this kind of advanced work. You know, when I started, I, I don't know if I did or not. Honestly, you know, I think the more I learned about all of these things, the more curious I have become, which know? is cool. And, you know, like I say, I, I, I believe that we're living inside the dream of some type of consciousness, you know, and I don't care do what, you, what you call it. Do you, yeah, you know, the only question is whether this consciousness is benevolent or not. Okay. So you, you, you know, and again, I'm just curious on your take on it as far, or just not even like, you know, your expanded take, but just, I mean, do you believe there, so you don't know if the higher power that is there, I mean, there's a higher power, you're not it. That's right. what you could Definitely. say. You just don't know if it's of the good kind or even gives a crap or if it's even so, like, you know, what the deal is. Like, you just kind of mm-hmm. don't know what the situation is. Right. But my guess, and, I mean, and my guess is, though, is that it doesn't know either. And that's why we're here. Okay. And I would say that there's something to that very much. I think that there's all, I think that the higher power source experienced almost everything that it could experience through its own creation in some way, but that it hadn't created. There was one other experience that it hasn't created. And that was like, like what we talked about itself having free will or, or, you know, points of consciousness going out and having to come back to it, having to make its own decisions. I think that that was the last thing that could, that could happen. That is of, um, uh, you know, I'm, 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 anything can happen at that point. And I think that that made it the, the real experience mm-hmm. for the higher power, um, for the source. So I, I think, that's just, I mean, what do we know? When you look at how the scale of things, micro, macro, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, we're we're not even the size of sand when you when you right. look like. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Right. But if we are, you know, if we're a drop of water, and there's this ocean, we are still a part of that vast ocean. So we are still a part of something that is the biggest. While still maybe being the smallest, we still have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even Yogananda talks about it. He goes, I mean, you talk about water inside of a jar floating in the ocean. And, 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 and we don't know that we're floating in the ocean because the jar separates us. 
But once we're dumped back into the ocean, all of a sudden, we're one with, with that source. Now, do we become lost? Are we nothing then at that point? And people ask that, you know, and it's oh. like, well, no, I don't think so. I, I think that we still have some kind of, I mean, I think that's the, that's the final. Yeah. Well, I know, know there's not because I've had a near-death experience and I was definitely still very conscious. Right. So you still but, had that but, individuality. But without, to but without all the trappings of this, right. there was no fear. Right, and, and, and when like you it was more of an original state, when, when, when you're, when you're without state. fear, it's indescribable. I'm sure it is. You know, I mean, we get I get little bits and pieces of that at times in meditation. You know, I mean, the peace I get in meditation is is just being there. I'm just there, you know, and it's like I'm just existing, and it's and it's this beautiful, peaceful, blissful state, and it's such a wonderful thing. But I mean, you know, so I mean. Everyone that I speak to on the other side that comes through the boxes and, and, and I mean, whether they talk about, um, you know, whether they talk about uh, positive things or they, you know, it's, it's mostly all positive, but, you know, they have their sense of humor. They have their personalities. They have, you know, I mean, they didn't lose their, their memories of, of important things in their, in their existence, you know? Um, so, you know, I think even the highest level, I think there's different levels of, of consciousness. And so I think those are different levels of, of, uh, experiencing the light and, and it just gets better and better. But I think we can fluctuate between those levels. I think that, you know, just like we can have mm -hmm. a bad day and a good day. I don't think that we get to one spot and we're just locked in now for eternity. It doesn't work that way. Is, then it's not an experience either. Then it's not. Right? Then we're in jail. You know, cause, yeah. cause, cause experience is going from here to here to here to here. Right. You right. know, it, it, yeah. If it was just staying in one place, then there would be no. That's a boring. I mean, th there'd be if, no I experience. Mean, and, and then there's also yeah. no relativity because there, there's nothing to relate to one situation to another. You have no comparison of things, no sure, measurement. Yep. Yeah, right. Right. That's yep. So, so it has to be the way it is. I think, yeah, that's why I've always believed everything is transient, um, except you know, for our higher power, except for source. That's you know, that's eternal. But the one thing that's constant is change. Change mm -hmm. is constant, you know, and um, and that's why, you know, the Buddhists say, you know, uh, suffering is due to attachment, you know, and, and because we're going to be disappointed at some point because nothing lasts forever except our souls and 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 the source, you know, which we are a part of, part of the divine spark. So, I mean, and that's why I believe you see these balls of light because, I mean, I think that's what, and that's what they've said. That's all we are is light. Yes. And, you know, you've got these bright balls of light moving in independently and doing all kinds of different things. And, you know, that's consciousness. That's our, con that's different, you know, that's the, that's the souls moving around. Yet, as interesting as that is, and when you see those on camera, um, when I'm connecting, I'll see someone show up wearing a suit and still, um, you know, what's interesting about it is that I've also, you know, I do this meditation where I bring everyone through, like I said, a grounding when you, you know, you bring down some cosmic light and you kind of ground yourself and mm -hmm. you get yourself ready. And then you go through your third eye, you picture like a little version of you in your, in your head, going through a third eye window out a platform that leads to a room in the astral realm. 
And so you're like this large, like kind of transformer. And there's a person inside you. You come out your forehead and you mm -hmm. walk across this plexiglass platform. You get to this room. And in that room is a great arena. Uh, it's, it's a great laboratory, if you want to say, you know, a place to do sessions. And I invite the spirit to come to that room. And so they'll walk in a door and, um, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll put chairs out. I'll put some chairs out. I'll have a table. I'll envision a table. I'll envision um, a flower that I can give them, you know, as a thought form. These are thought forms, you know. These are actual, like, actual forms, objects that are vibrating at a higher density, uh, you know, a higher frequency. Um, and so they exist, but just not in this, in this realm. And so what I found, and I was always taught about thought forms from different intuitives over the years and stuff, but I didn't realize until I started really doing that during my sessions. And then I would say, well, I see this, I just put this wooden chair out and it's by the table and it's on this and there's a vase on the table. And they'll say that, you know, the flowers are beautiful. I'm sitting in the chair. So they would confirm that they were in, interacting with those thought forms. That's huge. That was a big That's discovery for me. That was big. Yeah. Time. That's yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, you could hear them. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm that's why I'm sitting in the chair. You know, they said well, so many different things. I, I love the flower. Um, I saw, I see someone wearing something, and I'll say, you know, I see you wearing this or something. Is that right? Yes, I'm wearing that. You know, I have that on. They talk about sleeping. They talk about working sometimes. They talk about eating sometimes. They talk about a lot of things that are still very physical in a weird way. So I don't understand. I think that it's like that Westworld movie or like Westworld show. It's like kind of like they, they're they in another dimension, but that has some kind of physicality to it. It's not that, like... That's my understanding that, that there is another sort of physical... Yes. That's dimension. I think that's so. right next to ours. I believe you know, so. Where, where, yeah. where, where, where food and things like that are still needed. Yes. And then after that, there's other dimensions where, where you know, it becomes less they and talk, less physical. They talk about, you know, Yogananda talks about the three bodies, right? You got the physical body, you got the astral body, you got, and then inside, so, okay, the physical body inside the physical, you got the astral that looks like a body, but it's an energy field, mm -hmm. like, but it looks like it's got arms and legs and a head. And then inside the astral body is a causal body from the causal realm. And that's really where heaven and the light is from, where the, where the, where, you know, the yogis and the enlightened ones are most of the time, correct? And so I don't think we're a bunch of dust balls just kind of bumping into each other and, talk, you know, talking to each other. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, um, I do think there is that physical realm. But I heard a couple spirits talk about that there have been spirit that have died, their astral body died, and they went higher. So it's almost like there was another death on the mm -hmm. other side that the astral body goes through, and then they now are rising to a higher level, so kind of like what you said. So, I mean, I, I don't know how to how to understand that, comprehend that, you know, yet, but... Um, in addition to seeing these beautiful lights moving around me all the time in my sessions, they are constantly talking about, you know, I'm going to rest. It's too late. I was waiting for you. It's time tired now. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go eat. Um, I was working, you know, and they have all these things that they are saying that they were doing a lot of, you know, so I, I don't, you know, 
sometimes they've talked about having uh, machinery and having the types of equipment they like like they have a box on their side mm -hmm. that they're working that's connected to my physical box makes I mean, sense that's, yeah i mean right it's like a it's like the, it's like the can, uh, the cans on the string yeah right in a, a crude you know in a very basic way and there's some astral cord that connects them somehow i mean that's 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 really something yeah i've had dreams similar to that and you know dreams are such an amazing easy way for spirit to communicate with us you know it's a very simple um a very safe and simple way for the most part for um, them to communicate with us. So, I mean, you know, if you've had dreams like that, I mean, I wouldn't say that's just your subconscious throwing out, you know, re you know, repressed shit or something, you know, it's, it's, it's actually something, maybe a download, a message from, from your guides or something, you know? Yeah. There's certain dreams that I remember that I know they have meaning. Right. I know right. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, 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 you know, I have to spend the rest of my life trying to figure out those, little clues you know i've had a lot of really cool amazing meditations i've had some really powerful things but there was two that i remember um that were interesting because one was i was in the middle of the meditation i was really in a very deep theta state and really you know in a good place and but then like i felt like christ bring me not out of it but kind of like show up into that headspace and he's like, come on, I want to show you something. And we flew out and then we, we, we went into the ground and we went deep within to the, like almost the core of the earth. And I'm like, this is so weird and like very non-Jesus like, I feel like, I don't know. I always judging things, you know, it's all mm -hmm. we do. We judge things. We do, I'm like, yeah. what the heck is the, what, what the heck is this? You know, is this real? Is this real? You know? And, uh, and he showed me this, like that there was like some kind of civilization down within the earth somewhere and like he was showing me this and that was a very strange thing you know and i never heard anything like that um and then like you know a few weeks later on gaia the channel or something you know, they that. were you know they were talking about that and i thought that was very strange right like maybe i was just being shown a little bit of mm -hmm. something that's true i may not have all the answers and maybe they're not telling me all the answers on that gaia show or whatever but that was weird and then one time he says come on, I want to take you out. And he took me out to like the edge of the universe. Like, I don't know how it was like, we were there quick, but there was kind of like these like ice crystal mirrors, like these like little pieces, like they were just suspended in space and you reached to this point and it was, it was moving, it was expanding, but it was like a wall of these little like ice crystal mirrors. And I'm like, you know, I don't even know the significance of that, but it was wow. like, I don't know, man. It was just really cool. Oh. And I'm like, okay. But it was just so random and so crazy. And it was in that meditation state that you were like, oh, no, no, no. There's something to this. Hmm. One day it will be revealed why. That's interesting because, like, you know, the whole center of the earth thing is one of the other things I've been obsessed with. And really? I've done a ton of interviews on um, one there's supposedly – there's a, well, there is a base in Antarctica – Right, that that, hole, that has right? the hole that goes down. Now, yes. I have one, a regular guest who's been there. Oh no way! Yeah, you know he he, he was there and he's checked it out. Um, but I also there's a place in the Grand Canyon that I kept coming south with called the, the Lost Cave of G. E. Kincaid. I think I heard. I think and, I saw and, Rex and, Beers talking about that. And I always felt that 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 
both these the cave of Kincaid and that based in Antarctica are somehow both connected, connected. So some kind of ancient civilization that that lives inside he showed the Earth. me he showed me that they were that there were these lights I mean there were these massive I mean it was very big in size but there were lights there were somehow these like light sources above that would like you know illuminate and there were things that would grow and there was all kinds of stuff so I mean it was very interesting of course I started seeing this stuff you know on Gaia and other things like that mm-hmm. but I mean this was brought to me in meditation yeah. in a very weird way and I thought that he showed it to me so that he knew that maybe in a few weeks I would see something and that I would I would believe more of what he shows right. me in meditation. I think that's why that was important because I did see something about the edge of space that they think they know what's at the edge of space or something. And it was kind of similar to what he showed me or what, they, what the hmm. theory, the scientist theory were. And I thought that was interesting, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow. So – 2014 this design comes about and here we are 2022 and you're you know inadvertently dropping some a, a serious potentially very serious discovery but that didn't come almost you know nine years later eight years later so you don't know when you're going to be given the other part of the message hmm. patience, you know what i'm saying yes <laughs> huh i guess it takes patience <laughs> It takes some serious patience, dude. Faith and patience. Or right? lifetimes of patience possible. Right. Yeah, who's to say you're going to get this this, you know, every, you know, whatever the uh, the message is going to be delivered within a year or a timely manner that according to you or how you want it to be, you know? Yeah, as far yeah. as the universe is concerned, probably there's no sense of there's no time anyway. Right. We're just experiencing it. I mean, it's on a linear basis, but the fact is, is that if you think about it, I mean, what, um, you know, you have an ant that is crawling across the ground. I mean, you know, and you see it take, you know, the walk from your pool to the grass. And that could be a very short walk for you. But for for it, it, it could be miles and miles and miles. Right. And yep. so he, he's experiencing time different than we're experiencing time. And so that's got to be the same. I mean, they say everything that, you know, ever was now and will happen. It's all happened at once. And if you're talking about an explosion that's happened, that's happening over, you know, a huge distance, well, then sure, it's going to feel like billions and trillions of years for us, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Wow. Yeah, man. I mean, we look at the that light in the sky. I mean, we look at. These these stars. I know, and they're already gone, right? Some of them are gone. (laughs) I mean, if someone was out that far, you could look back at Earth and see dinosaurs. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy, man. That's freaking nuts, dude. I love that stuff. I love it, too. I love it, too. Because that's what I'm, you know, I think that's where I differ in what I do. That I think everyone's interested, but I'm willing to talk about all these things, um, you know, with anyone about it, you know, because it's not, I mean, just about paranormal. I mean, I, that, that was the first few years of what I did, but now it's, you know, ITC, man, instrumental transcommunication, it's intuitive, it's mediumship. It's, I mean, I've worked on telekinesis and, and, and PK, man, I've moved things with my mind mm-hmm. and I've got it documented. I write about it in the book. I've done astral projection. You know, I had a, I did an experiment where, I said to three people on three different nights, I said, okay, um, I'm going to visit you in spirit tonight. 
And I said, what I want you to do is when you go to bed, um, I want you to, you know, lay in your bed and I want you to ask your guides and your angels to assist with this experiment and that you're going to give me permission to come visit you. Right. And then I want you to text me when you when you're getting ready to go to sleep, like right when you're ready to pass out. OK. And and so I excuse me, the first person was this woman that I knew I, you know, client. And she she's, you know, she always liked the intuitive stuff. So she was willing to be one of my guinea pigs in a sense. And mm-hmm. so she, she she texted me, I'm going to bed. And so I went and sat in my chaise lounge and I got in my meditative state and I envisioned and, you know, did my, you know, my of my meditation. And I left my body willingly and I go and I'm and I'm like, it's like like when you're on Google Maps and you're just like scan, you know, you're going to the next spot, uh-huh. to the next spot to the next spot, you know, it just zooms over there. And I get to her front yard, I go in her front door and she had a dog and the dog I felt like noticed me and I go into the bedroom and I see her right uh, leg and there's a tattoo on her ankle and I squeeze her, her right ankle like, her, like with my hand mm-hmm. and then, I, I, and then I, I go back home. And the, and, the, and the assignment was that when they wake up in the morning, that, that that's when they'll know, right when they wake up and that right after that, they're going to forget so you got to really like the minute you wake up, you're going to know right where it was that I, if it either it worked or it didn't, you know, that's really how it goes. And, and so she sent me the next morning, she goes, you know, my right ankle, you know, so that intrigued me. Then I had to do it again. And you know, I did it again. The guy was bald friend of mine and I go and he texts me and I go to his house and I start patting him on his bald head, you know, next day he says my head. The third guy was my one really good friend, but this, I went a little further because this guy I knew very well. So when I went into his house, I saw his arm hanging off his bed and I grabbed his wrist and I did one of those, you know, <laughs> on his wrist, man. I really did that. And next day he goes, you know, my right wrist. And he goes, look, look, he goes, it's all red. It's all red. right." Oh, now. wow. So when you see spirit there, when you see someone going to these abandoned buildings, they're like, I just got scratched. I got these red marks all over my neck, you know, or whatever. Yeah, that's absolutely possible because we can affect this, you know, spirit can affect this realm. Um, It takes energy. It takes focus. It takes, you know, um, but so that's what showed me. I was like, holy cow, man, that's, that's, that's real deal, man. I could, I could travel and, and, and people can feel it. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. So I really hate to have to wrap this no, up. No, I get it, man. I have to go to work tomorrow, unfortunately. <laughs> I so, hear you, bro. So what do you say about part two? Oh, absolutely. Let me do a little bit more of the research for what we just discovered, what I just discovered here. I'd like to bring some of what I'm finding, man. Um, I, I, you know, but I'm, I'm down, you know, maybe next month I, I have a, um, well, if this is airing in February, I have a live event Um or end of January, February, whatever, whatever this is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have a live event in February uh, 10th through the 12th in Savannah, Georgia. Um, so I'll be doing that. And then, um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm down. You just got to let Michelle know or whatever, you know, yeah. and I'll come back. Or just on. tell Michelle and Michelle will just give you the link and you just drop yourself at any time. How? What do you mean? Like I have a calendar and she'll send you oh, a link oh, to okay. my calendar. And oh, then you okay. can just book yourself in whenever you want. Oh, okay. Because some of her guests, like sort of guests that she sends me, are regulars on my show. So, oh, they are. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to come back on, man. I really enjoyed talking with you, and, and I'm I'm just really grateful 
for you being inspired enough to share, you know, what you felt, man, because I, I, I gotta, I, I don't know how to react. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say, man. I don't know what, when you showed me that picture, I mean, we need to, we need to turn that moment into a TikTok or something or so yeah, show that as a clip crazy. because that's a, that's a really powerful moment, man. You know, it's like two, it's like two, you know, uh, connections being going, bam, you know, making a solid connection. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, it was awesome. I can't wait to, I can't wait to look up this whole thing. So before we wrap it up, where's the best place for my listeners to find you? Yeah, hopeparanormal.com. Hopeparanormal.com. You can get my app, events, my book. I have got classes I'll be teaching again soon, um, virtually, um, you know, group sessions. I offer group sessions for people. They want to be a part of my group sessions. I'm asking for their loved ones once a month, or if they want to book private readings or, or box sessions. So hopeparanormal.com. Hmm. All right. So there'll be a link to that in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Thank you, man. That's All perfect. Right. Well, it was a pleasure having you. We'll be definitely doing this again. Absolutely. And just hang on for a moment while I play the binaural outro by the guy awesome. who has been to the immortality machine. Immortality machine, <laughs> man. That's awesome, dude. I can't believe it. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon, and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says was first imagined. loved what you listened to today, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Again, thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable with Gary Cochulio.